I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. And this is Movies Better, Yeah Right. A podcast where we see how our favorite YA reads and their adaptations stack up against each other. I'm a full-time writer, reader, and proud owner of four library cards. And I'm a never writer, sometimes reader, and avid movie watcher. We've been friends for six years and bond best over books and movies based off them. But instead of watching together and annoying everyone around us with our nonstop commentary, we've brought our hot takes here for you. So whether you read along, watch along, both or neither, join us as we work our way through the YA genre. Hello, everybody. We are on Gossip Girl Week. Woohoo! Yay! So for those of you who don't know, Gossip Girl is not just a spectacular TV show. It is also a book series with 13 books. So 13? 13. And I didn't like, do my research. That's just the Gossip Girl ones. They do like side stories and go on different characters. And there's probably even more in the world of Gossip Girl. But Did you read these when you were a teen? I did. So I think I saw the shows first and then in like usual Haley fashion found out they were based on books and just like had to read them. So Mm -hmm. I am the owner of six of the 13. Whoa. So I'm pretty sure that makes me a fan. I don't think I remember much from them. I was looking at my reading list and I had just read the first Gossip Girl in the last two years. So oh. this was like fresh on the mind too. I, I yeah. re-read them a few times. I've read them, I want to say probably half in junior high. They had them at the library and I didn't know you could put holds on books. So like I could only get what they had. So I would wait for like two or three to come in. But yeah, I, devout, I was like into the whole, It was it was a time where there was just this genre of rich white girl books like the click and privilege and a-lister and i'm sure there's more that i'm missing but i ate them up unfortunately i think probably not for the betterment of my mental health but oh my gosh i definitely fell into the click for a long time and probably like was late to the party even but was just as obsessed with them but pretty iconic yeah they were wonderful and i mean um, I have to say I'm a little jealous, though, of people before us were, like, better off than our parents' generation because they didn't have a lot of YA. And then the generation after us has such amazing YA. And, like, we had a lot of this, which is, it's, like, fine. But when I read this and then I think of what's available now, I'm like, huh, maybe I wouldn't have devoured that many of these, like, exact carbon copy books if there was more but that's true we had like a lot of fluff or like heavily sad depressing like mm-hmm. drug abuse stories and there was yeah. like no in between yeah ellen hopkins or gossip girl yeah and i mean i was in it for both or vampires but i love the gossip girl world and i'm i'm gonna be hard pressed to say anything negative about <laughs> this one i don't know I continue to be a fan. I'm pretty sure I've like triggered a whole new rewatch with this. Um, I can't stop on one episode. So this is probably Ooh. what I'll be doing for the next two months. Then I'll play devil's advocate the whole time, I think. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. heartbreaking. <laughs> um, um, my hot take, which I think you're going to hate because it's not hot as much as it's random, but I got a vibe from these for anybody who listened to the Angus thongs and full frontal snogging episode that if we took jazz and Georgia out of England 
brought them to New York, gave them a ton of money. The no. friendship dynamic, the no, not the not the drama, but the dynamic between Blair and Serena, the jealousy, the insecurity, the cat, Kitty Minkus, <laughs> Angus. <laughs> there was a lot there that was giving me flashbacks. Okay, I guess I see your point, but I just think Georgia could never be as posh as Blair. There's no way. <laughs> Blair is so... I said like, we gave her a lot of money. I think maybe she had a whole different childhood. She was just a completely different person. If she was a completely different person, <laughs> if I was a completely different person, I would be Serena <laughs> Vanderwoodson. Uh, I said it was a random take. I really like it. I'll give you my hot take, um, and it's that I think there's a direct correlation between Gossip Girl being so successful and now all of us in our 20s, late 20s, being obsessed with Nepo babies. That's funny. I just feel like we we love rich teenagers, and it hasn't stopped. That's why we've supported all of their reality TV careers. Exactly. We're the audience. Yeah. Because Gossip Girl, it's like you wanted them to be real. So we just found real versions of it to prop up. I've just moved my computer because I'm a genius. Now Haley can see my face five minutes in. Um, I was just staring at a microphone talking to me. Um, I want to, before we get into this, preface by saying we will be spoiling, maybe not like who Gossip Girl is because I don't think that's relevant, but we will be spoiling this book and the pilot of the show. So be warned if you're a decade late and have never seen it. True. But also, like, if you don't know who Gossip Girl is yet, like, where have you been? It's a huge topic of conversation. But this is exciting. If they don't know, I'm excited for them and we can't ruin it. Uh, okay. Uh, Fine. I'll try. Um, also, there are some, like, tougher subjects talked about in the book. And less so in the show. I mean, it's it's just kind of graphic, but the book there's some eating disorder conversation drug use abuse emotional and sexual so if any of that is not what you're feeling like today don't worry and just come back next time and it might be more your vibe next time so don't feel bad if you need to check out of this one but we'll try to keep it light gossip girl keeps it very light which i don't know if we should be concerned by that how blase she is about these topics maybe a little yeah um i'm gonna do my best to sum up all that gossip girl shares in this book i feel so if anyone hasn't read this not only are we like in a third person omniscient gossip girl book where we are head hopping between like six people at all times but we're like split with these gossipgirl.net I thought it was all going to be her, like, giving giving drama and secrets, but she's, like, sending messages to people. She's, like, a whole character. Yeah, she is her own person. And then I kept forgetting, like, I thought the story was being told to us, just, like, kind of in classic, like, third person. Mm-hmm. But then Gossip Girl would, like, make fun of them mid-sentence, which, yeah, which was, like, making me laugh out loud. Like, I have a few notes of that where... In like, it'd be like in italics, she would finish telling you kind of what Blair Mm -hmm. was feeling and what Nate is thinking. And then in italics, it'd be like, ooh, bad girl. And it's like. It surprised me every time. (laughs) Every time I was like, oh, that's right. Like, I felt like 
she was like sitting over my shoulder while I was reading and making fun of them, which is just very bizarre. The author of this, um, Cecily Vaughn, I'm going to guess, Zagazer, I'm not sure. She said that unlike the show, which has an actual Gossip Girl and there's all this like questioning of who it actually is among the characters in the book, that's never really a thing. And she's just like, I'm Gossip Girl. I'm the author. I'm Gossip Girl. That's there's no mystery. And it's yeah. never part of the series. That's what I was trying to figure out. It seems like the characters aren't reading Gossip Girl in the same way that, like, in the show, it's such a part of their lives and they use it to, like, their advantage and stuff. But in the book, if they were reading Gossip Girl, then, like, Blair would have known about all the drama and, like, there wouldn't be any secrets that are, like, what drive the plot. But I yeah. guess we need to give you the plot for that to make sense. Yes, yes. Also. So, as I'm giving you the plot, I'm going to start by some character descriptions that come straight from the book. Every time we're introduced to someone, we got a nice paragraph. So I'm going to break them down in case you don't know who Serena and Blair are. Um, Serena is tall, blonde, thin, and super poised. And she is gifted with the kind of coolness you cannot acquire by buying mm-hmm. the right handbag or the right pair of jeans. She is the girl that every boy wants and that every girl wants to be. Yes. And the book starts by her coming in on a train to Grand Central Station, which I find super bizarre for someone that could afford like a private car. And she has like (laughs) seemingly no baggage. She just like shows up on a train. But she is the inciting incident of the whole book. Her arrival from, I think, a Connecticut boarding school that she's been at for a year. She comes back to Manhattan when the book starts. Mm -hmm. And this makes Blair... Very jealous. Blair likes to think of herself, the book says, as a hopeless romantic in the style of old movie actresses. And she spends the whole book, like, playing a part. She's sort of always thinking of what she should be doing or would be doing if she was a certain person. Um, And she enjoyed being the big cheese while Serena was gone. So she is bummed that she is back. Yeah, and she kind of wants other people in her life to play the parts that she's already like dictated in her own brain so she gets like really yeah. mad at people for not following what she the thought script. should happen yeah yeah exactly she, the book kicks off with her and nate she decides that she wants to sleep with nate for the first time nate is her boyfriend who is described as keeping quiet and letting other people rock the boat while he lays back and enjoys the rocking of the waves is a great <laughs> nate description he's usually high or drunk and yeah I think and, he was described as, like, when you look at him, you can tell that he knows that you're thinking he's good-looking while you're looking at him. Fair. I mean, if he's anything like Chase Crawford, <laughs> they're not wrong. When, um, this is a tangent, but when I, my first, like, week of college, my friend and I were going, like, around a table during the first week with, like, our cohort group and talking about, like, where we were from. And this guy said, oh, I'm from the Upper East Side. And my friend and I both said, like Nate? And he looked at us. Not only had he gotten that before, but he couldn't believe that we would say such an embarrassing thing out loud. That is. At least you had somebody else to say it. Thank God. Because we both did. It was was like a jinx moment. Oh, my gosh. Equally embarrassed. If he is Nate, are you a Blair or Serena? Oh, what does that mean? I think neither. Are you he's kidding Nate. me? What does that mean? You've never I thought feel like about neither that? one. 
Uh, I would be like Serena. One of those friends on the side, just enjoying the show. Oh, I, I love Serena, but I think I would be Jenny Humphrey. Watching, wanting to be a part of it, but... And then turning incredibly cool. Yeah. That doesn't happen in this book quite yet. Oh, so Jenny... Oh, not yet. I have a lot of thoughts on Jenny in the book. (laughs) Jenny in the book, which is... This doesn't track for me. It says she prefers to be invisible, which I feel like isn't true, and she wants to be, like, a popular girl. very much putting herself out there all all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Um, The only thing that the author seemingly wants us to know about Jenny is that her boobs are big. It, there are like 50 mentions of her boobs. Okay. Can it we is like, talk about that? Yeah. So it references her bra size, which is a 34 D, which in the grand scheme of things is not like insanely huge boobs. Like they're just so boobs the, to require commentary every time she's on the page. It's so confusing. And like, they're still wealthy enough and she seems to like go to stores and stuff. And they mention that j- because of her boobs, she needs to wear like a bigger size dress and then like get it taken in everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So she shouldn't even be a 34D. Her band size should probably be a 30. Oh <laughs> and then her cup <laughs> size would be like like a 30F or something. She's wearing the wrong size. Everything about it is off and someone no. should measure her. That That's the hot take. That, that all just needed was a Victoria's Secret fitting. Not even. She needs to go to, like, it's in Manhattan. She's got options. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And if anyone is wondering why I'm so passionate about this, it's because I used to work at a lingerie (laughs) store. And, like, this whole thing is annoying to me. That they're acting like she's deformed almost with how huge her boobs are. It's so confusing. It is very weird. Even her brother, who I'm about to introduce, talks about the, like, not talks about, but he notices that her boobs are huge, which... I'm like, I didn't need that. But um, <laughs> Dan Dan Humphrey, um, to sum him up, Dan wasn't into sun. He spent most of his free time in his room reading morbid existentialist poetry about the bitter fate of being human. So that's Dan. Fun time. Uh-huh. He Fun sounds like parties. his new character. Penn I was gonna say, they would be best friends, him and yeah. Joe. It's also like a stalker. True. Um, the last. Oh, we've got two more. Okay. I'll do these quickly. Chuck. Basically, it's disgusting. Chuck might have been banished as a slime ball of the highest order, but he was a bass, so they were stuck with him. Vanessa is the only girl in school with a nearly shaved head who wears black turtlenecks every day, reads Tolstoy's War and Peace over and over, and drinks unsweetened black tea. Why did that matter? That's not weird. I didn't think so either. The author, I guess, was, not to jump ahead a tiny bit, but the only character in the show that she took, like, problem with was Vanessa because she didn't have a shaved head and wear black and instead they had her be more like bohemian and dress differently than everyone and she was like that doesn't match what I wrote. I'm surprised she even cared that much because every interview I saw this wasn't like her idea. They just was, kind of um, needed packaged. Yeah, they yeah. needed someone to write it and she was like mm-hmm. I guess I'm good at it. And then yeah. the last four books are like a ghostwriter anyway cuz she had children and didn't want to do it anymore. So I'm surprised she was, like, still so connected. She said she was a faithful watcher of the show. Interesting. And I quote. Okay, so like I said before, the book starts with Serena back in town. Blair has decided to sleep with Nate. But, like, the moment before that hookup happens, 
Serena shows up at Blair's family's apartment and Nate like runs to her side. Blair is very jealous and everyone around starts telling the most ridiculous rumors about Serena that last the whole book. Oh yeah, they keep coming up. They only get crazier and crazier. There's like chicken sacrifices and like headboard um not counts of who she slept. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And branded drugs with a letter S. <laughs> yeah. Which she's would be very iconic if it was true. <laughs> yeah. Then really early on we get Blair like reacting to this news by binging at dinner and then throwing up in the bathroom, which sort of seems to be something that everybody knows that she does and is very blase about. Or just like kinda Yeah, nobody seems to care. It seems like Nate and Serena definitely know, and they don't really bother to talk to her about it. They kind of follow her to the bathroom sometimes and give her water, but they're not like, what are you doing? They kind of hang out with her in there. (laughs) Yeah, they keep her company. Yeah, which I didn't remember, and I didn't remember the book had maybe, I think, two or three of those scenes that were pretty, like, graphic. Instead of just being, like, she threw up, like, they're, like, in her head describing what she's doing. It was kind of, I think, way more than needed to be on the page. But there was more, like, subtle stuff later of her and Serena at the cafeteria eating lemon yogurt and romaine lettuce as, like, their whole lunch. Yeah. And it was their diet lunch. And they didn't, most people didn't eat in front of these, like, mirrors in the cafeteria so they couldn't look at themselves while they ate. Yeah, it was weird hints of just problematic behavior. And Blair yes. has, like, a lot of body image issues. I feel like, as the reader, you don't get a clear understanding of what she actually looks like because she obviously has, like, dysphoria. Or dysmorphia, yeah. sorry. Because she yeah. describes her, like, legs as super short and fat and, like, not as pretty as Serena and not as tall, not as skinny. But you're, so, like, in her head, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember reading that when I was younger, and I feel like if I... It must not have had a huge effect, but I wish that stuff like this, it felt sort of like sensationalism where I was like, this isn't being treated with a ton of care. It's like on the page because it's like exciting and traumatic and like keeps the plot moving and is maybe she'll deal with it later. But it felt like there wasn't a point to putting it there besides to be like shocking. Yeah, I feel like they just wanted to show that like Blair is damaged. I don't know. Blair gets like a bad rap in this. I thought all her points were pretty valid the whole time. I got why she was mean when later we'll find out that Blair finds out that Serena and Nate hooked up when Nate was with Blair. So I get why she was mad then, but she was so cold to her friend who was coming back. I guess so, but her friend left, barely talked to her all year. And like in that time, Blair's parents like were getting divorced. Her dad moved out, a new man moved in, like, and Serena wasn't answering her for an entire year. Like that's pretty fucked in my opinion. I forgot about the divorce of it all. And Cyrus, who's her mom's boyfriend too, I found super icky. Oh, he was disgusting. Touching Serena's hips and asking her if she was topless on her, like, vacation on the beach. He was really gross. He's yeah. not going in the show. <laughs> no, he's not that way at all. I'm glad they switched that in the show. He was quite gross. And he was weird with Nate asking about, <gasps> oh. like, if they're sleeping together and stuff. First time being mentioned is him being like, have you guys had sex yet? I was like, who is this man? This yeah. grown man. It was gross. After that party, Blair and Serena are back at school. Blair is giving Serena the cold shoulder. I mean, everyone kind of is. They're all whispering about 
what Serena's done and why she's back. Blair is like intentionally leaving Serena out of this party she's planning, which is called the Kiss on the Lips party. And so Serena decides she's like going to put her time into doing extracurriculars because everyone else has got like (laughs) stuff going on. So she like very randomly tries out for Vanessa's short film, which is where she meets Dan. She wants to maybe try out for the school play, which is a very bizarre Gone with the Wind rendition. She mm-hmm. just kind of runs around and tries stuff and then yeah. gives up. Oh, and then she goes to an art gallery, which can we talk about what those pictures were of? She goes to an art gallery yeah, and there I have are all these like celebrity photos with names on them, but no one knows what the photos are of and they were compared to like she was heavily implying, maybe I am wrong, but that it was her it was like buttholes all over. I thought they were like pretty settled on belly buttons. But then she would say things that were so like, does the belly button look like a rosebud? That is like a <laughs> butt comparison. <laughs> oh I don't I felt God. like she was drilling it down that it could possibly be a butt, which I found very uncomfy. And then like Chuck later makes a joke about it being he's making some planet joke and he says Uranus and she's like does he really think that's what it is and I'm like isn't that what everyone thinks it is the author is like making me think it's her butt I don't know I I kind of settled on like belly button I hope so because I didn't want to go that far I didn't like what the alternative meant a 17 year old girl in a room with two strange men I don't either. Well, the men then, very weirdly, there's this line of them being like, don't worry, you can come in this back room with us. We're both gay. They, like, pose with her and are, like, kissing her neck and touching her. And I'm like, this is also very weird. I don't care what your sexuality is. Quit touching this teenager. Yeah. That aside, those are her extracurriculars. That's what she's I feel like it couldn't possibly be something like that. That's true. I just don't need Cecily to just, it felt very blatant (laughs) like she was implying. I don't know. I would love to sit down with Cecily because there's a few things where I'm like what, why <laughs> what was the is this part of the book package did someone tell you you had to do this part maybe it happened to her when she was younger <laughs> she did go to a Constance Billiard like yes, school the Nightingale school is that what it was called something like that which was very fitting let's wow. see if I have it written down somewhere do you think um, she was a Serena or a Blair? I think she wanted to be a Serena, but she's definitely a Blair. Makes sense. Yeah. It's the Nightingale Bramford School, and it's an independent all-female university preparatory school founded in 1920, and it's on the wow. Upper East Side of Manhattan. I needed to write a memoir. I know. That was an Upper Side. So Serena is not invited to this party. Jenny gets an invite because she volunteers to do the calligraphy on the invitations, and then keep one and so she, she all in one night yeah <laughs> poor i mean and she was really willing but i was like man this is i still don't think that's possible like i've done art bonanzas and your like hand starts to go and at 300 hand click oh, there were 300 yeah yeah that seems impossible she was like oh it's way more than i thought it would be but i can still do it and then she like, did i mean impressive but one every two minutes. Okay, so the night of the party. Oh, no, before the party. Sorry. Got a little bit more to tell you. Um, <laughs> don't, don't rush greatness. <laughs> sorry. Um, Blair and Serena have this, like, very stilted, very awkward reunion at, like, a hotel bar the night that Blair is planning to lose her virginity to Nate. And then there's, like, this simultaneous, this chapter where Blair and Nate are about to hook up. They're having literally, an, it says, an hour worth of foreplay and before Nate decides to be like, by the way, 
I'm not a virgin. I slept with Serena once. Yeah. He also and, shows up drunk and high. And is dreaming about the bean and cheese burrito he's going to have after. He's so <laughs> he's not there. No. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I and can't then, decide if I like him or not. I do not like him. <laughs> I guess I'm like glad he told her. <laughs> he only told her because she bit his pinky and then the whole sexual vibe ended because it hurt. And then he was like, okay, well, like while I have you here and I we're not doing this anymore. Let me just oh tell you the truth. God. And then that same night, Serena is at the hotel and runs into Chuck, who like takes her up to his hotel room and tries to hook up with her a bunch of times to which she says no and no and no and no did he drug her i don't know she said she was drinking on an empty stomach it's not yeah but she was also like i don't usually feel this way i wouldn't put it past him it was based on the rest of the book um she like is vomiting on her way out and he gives her a scarf or no she's covering her head from the rain with a scarf Mm, his scarf and so when nate leaves his like non-virginity loss with Blair, he goes to Serena's place and is, like, clearly interested in her, but then sees Chuck's scarf and then also hears her sleepily say, sleep with me. And he is suddenly so turned off and looks at her baby teeth and is like, she is so not innocent as these little baby teeth. She is a grown. He uses the word dirty is very Which is, not cool. happens with Dan, too, because yes. Dan is, like, in love with Serena and has mm-hmm. been since eighth grade. And like he is stalkery because he was having Jenny text him and call him like her every move for like the last two years. Yeah. And then she went to boarding school. So he's like hearing that she's back and he overhears Nate and Chuck talking about all the rumors. And he's like, oh, like mm-hmm. maybe she's not the good girl I thought. It's and so it's like bizarre. weirdly angry at her almost. Yeah. And like she doesn't even know who he is. Super. So controlling. Yeah, the boys are bizarre in this. And Serena, Mm -hmm. like, wanting to be friends with Blair again and acting so fucking confused as to why no one is speaking to her. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe because you were just snuggling in bed with her boyfriend. Like, Blair's not blind. She doesn't. I mean, now she knows. But, like, it wasn't hard to see. Well, and Chuck knew about it. Chuck is also, while he's not mad at all of the rumors about her, he seems to much enjoy them. He is angry that because... She allegedly has done all of this stuff. It is like extra hurtful to him that she won't sleep with him. Mm-hmm. So he like calls her a bunch of names and tells her all the things that he thinks she's done and why that means that she should also sleep with him. So everyone's yeah. gross. Everyone all is the boys gross. Suck. Chuck sucks more at the party. So the party happens pretty shortly after this. We've got like a week of Serena just being like sad and listless and not much is happening. The kiss on the lips party happens. Serena has scored an invite from Jenny, but is like, you know what? I talked to my brother Eric, and he said, fuck him, and I shouldn't go. Yeah, Eric seems really good in this book. In the book, Eric is her big brother. He's older and, like, away at college, and I think a good influence. He, like, tells her just, they don't want you there. Why go there? And she's like, great idea. So she hangs out with Vanessa and Dan. They go to a bar to watch Vanessa's sister perform, um, and sparks are flying. Yeah, it seemed like fun. It seems like a way better night than the Ruby kiss on the lips. seemed really cool. The whole Brooklyn vibe was fun. And then while they're there, Dan gets a phone call because his sister has been at the kiss on the lips party, didn't know anybody, and Blair was like, well, she's certainly not going to talk to me all night. Let me go tell Chuck to hang yeah. out with her, which is the worst thing that she does in the whole book is by sicking Chuck on yeah, I don't Jenny know Humphrey. 
why there has to be other people who aren't like the cream of the crop there that could have talked to Jenny. Like some think. girls or anybody. Instead, she's got Chuck dancing with her in ways that make her uncomfortable and then taking her into the women's restroom. And when she locks herself in the stall, he literally crawls under the door, which is where Serena and Dan find. I can't even picture them. that. It was the way it was described was so scary. He was like his head just like peering out from under as he's squeezing his way in there. It was so and she's texting her brother or calling him. The book pretty much ends with Dan and Serena saving Jenny, yelling at Chuck, and then driving away, holding hands. It was very weird. The moment was like so traumatic for Jenny, but it was so quickly like like we never spent any time in the aftermath of what how Jenny was doing. It was like Dan and Serena are holding hands in the cab and like they're really into each other and headed off into the night. Yeah, so nobody cares about Jenny. Jenny good? Like, <laughs> that was pretty rough. It does not matter. And yeah. I feel like that continues to be a thing that doesn't matter. And like, I, I guess from the show point of view, I don't really remember what happens in these books. I remember a little bit about her in the books. Um, her and Nate, I think, at some point. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Her and Nate date, because I remember he buys her La Perla underwear. And that's really totally. expensive. And I was like, damn, that's nice. <laughs> I will say, so I have the second book and I finished this book. Unfortunately, there was not one tiny little part of me that was like, ooh, I think I need a lot of time. The show, though, I'm, we, I had to use self-control not to start the next episode. Just keep going. Because I didn't want to, like, confuse my brain. At what point do we have to change, not like the name of our podcast, but the 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 inflection, like instead of movies better yeah right but like yeah right because <laughs> yeah like, definitely better <laughs> too many examples yeah i don't think we've had a book win yet yeah which i'm shocked by but maybe next time but we we can't decide yet that's true we we still have so much to talk about so i have some fun facts about this book in 2011 they released a slasher parody that is a reworking of this first book and Blair what? and Serena are serial killers. It's a book. It's called Psycho Killer. I don't wow. know. Doesn't that sound amazing? Yeah. I don't know why it was necessary, but I'm you know also very here for it. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is not necessary, but y- you know a what? good time. I bet it's around that same time. And like a oh, and Vampire right. Slayer and mm-hmm. all those books. <laughs> yeah. It must have been just a theme. A golden um, era. Another key thing that we've had throughout this podcast is this is another banned book and it got banned for offensive language drugs sexually explicit it's not suited for the age group and there's homosexuality blair is like kind of bi in this book i would say didn't she kiss serena in this book yeah and then she's like well not in the book, but a memory a memory of them like kissing in a hot tub and she said it makes her feel like hot and itchy when she thinks about it the, which was like a line and then never, never again. brought up again. So I also I'll thought, come back. I don't know if you noticed, but I felt like Jenny's infatuation also oh. read very queer coded to me because she would yeah, picture with Serena, Serena like sleeping with, up with people. Yeah. Oh, I highlighted the whole thing. I was like, I think Jenny liked Serena. And then there was like a cheek kiss that she, I don't think she called herself hot and uncomfy like Blair, but some sort of line where she was like, yeah, like she had just been kissed so, by her. I wonder if Cicely has anything to say to us about that. Maybe if she wrote it in, you know, present day, it would have been more, like, overt. But But it also is on um, the Library Association's pick as a quick pick for reluctant readers. So 
young adult readers who don't really like to read, this tends to be a fan favorite. But in a Vanity Fair interview, they were saying that like, it's perfect. They thought she was like an observant person and everything. And then Cecily, 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 I have no idea. We don't know her name. I'm trying to, but every time. You should do a Gossip Girl and call her C. See, she responded. She said, everyone always says, are you Blair or are you Serena? And I go, no. <laughs> she just sounds like a fun fucking time, huh? Yeah. Like, you don't even like the thing that you did. Play the game. But, yeah. you know, who just wasn't willing to play the game was little Miss Riley, who didn't know she's a Blair or a Serena. So <laughs> I haven't thought about it. I got to take like an online quiz or something. <laughs> That's the true way to find out. You know what? We should, and we'll put our results on Instagram, and you guys can see what we truly are. I do think I'm either a Jenny or a Serena. Anybody, I was just going to say, anybody who says I'm a Serena can't be a Serena. It just (laughs) doesn't work that way. Serena wouldn't. I've got to throw Jenny in to protect myself. (laughs) I wonder if it has any correlation with your Harry Potter house. What is mine? I think I'm a... Actually, no. I'm not even going to tell my house because I'm mad at J.K. Rowling and I don't want to even talk about her. <laughs> Are you nixing her? Yeah, I am. She who must not be named. Fair. My In house case, must not be named. I'll just give a hint on mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pleasant to the ears. <laughs> I hope you guys liked that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I... I'm a huge fan of the show. I also was. Yeah. I watched it before I moved to New York for college and was like, I need to know what New York is like. So that's why I was fresh on the mind when I met that Upper East Sider in the cafeteria. (laughs) That makes sense. I'm glad you got like a true education on what Mm -hmm. New York is like. Really told me what NYU would be like. I was like, okay, Hillary Duff will be like on my floor. Like you'll have a threesome with her. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I watched them in high school and for some reason I had like the season one like DVD pack. So I was watching them on DVDs on my laptop. You and like who else did that? That is so weird. In 2014. Yeah, I'm not sure. And like Netflix was definitely a thing already. I don't know what happened. I time traveled back. Yeah, I was just like Dan, like Mm -hmm. vinyls, cassette tapes, like throwing it way back. So that's how I got into it. And then just completely fell down the rabbit hole and was obsessed and have rewatched it multiple times since and will now in the future. Maybe starting tomorrow. Maybe. But the thing with the show is that the first book is basically like a shot for shot. Like the pilot is a shot for shot remake of the first book. So yeah. I don't really know what that means for the entire series and the show because the show goes on like a lot longer than 13 and I think the books worked. I remember the books totally veering at some like when I watched the show, I remember being confused because they were so different from what I had read. But that makes it fun to read the first book if you do like the show because they are so similar. In the show, we have Serena Vander Woodson is played by Blake Lively, which I think is a great casting. Perfect and then casting. Blair Waldorf is Leighton Meester. Nate Archibald is Chase Crawford. Charles Bass is Ed Westwick. Charles. Yes, Charles, Chuck, Chucky boy. Dan Humphrey is Penn Badgley, and I love him. I think he is great. He also has a podcast. I read that he, when he started the show, um, when he was cast, he had like long surfboarder hair or skateboarder hair. I don't know how they described it, but it was long. And then the day that they started shooting, he shaved his whole head. He buzzed it. 
and they were like, it was not something he was told to do. He oh just my his hair. god! I was thinking so. the shaved. I have a note that the shaved head looks wild. Yeah, it they was grow it out very quickly. It's not his signature <laughs> look. Jenny his Humphrey choice. is Taylor Momsen, who I will go to the mat for forever. I love Taylor Momsen so much. She has a great brand, band, The Pretty Reckless, if you ever want to listen to rock music. And then Vanessa Abrams is not in the pilot. They cut out her info, but I don't know if it like circles back later. I don't know how they introduce her in the show, but she does become like yeah. a main player. But yeah. it does open up with... Um, Gossip Girl announcing Serena's back in the city at from boarding school and she's in Grand Central again. Um, With no bags again. No bags, nothing. Where's her stuff? But Dan and Jenny and Rufus are there at the same time arriving from their moms. Their mom left their dad and is now yeah, like living somewhere else. In the book, she lives with a prince somewhere. In the show, there's like this running joke that in the pilot, the Humphrey family doesn't know where they live because they mention that the mom left Manhattan as if they live there and they don't. And then they say that they live in Williamsburg and then all the exterior shots are Dumbo. So the whole episode, it's sort of a mystery where they actually are located. That's so true. I didn't think about because they're like right under the Manhattan Bridge. So they're at Grand Central the same exact time as Serena and Dan sees Serena and is just like giving her lovey-dovey eyes to the max. Cupid. He is obsessed. Blair's mom is still hosting that party. It's a different mom actress than Mm -hmm. who it is like later on, but she is a bitch yeah she's really mean in this yeah like it's the like, mom that they cast later yeah the mom becomes nicer later on but it's I, no wonder why blair has issues but the yeah. party scene is pretty similar to how it is mm-hmm. in the book where she like takes nate away and is kind of trying to hook up with him there and then which is insane Yes. I was like, if anything speaks to the size of their apartment in New York, it's that she has the confidence to be like, I'm losing my virginity at this party tonight and my mom's not going to know. My mom and all of my friends and all of their parents. But then the mom knocks and is like, Serena's here. And Serena like rolls into this party dressed in her train clothes when everyone else is in like really fancy attire. It was bizarre to me that Lily invited her there. I was trying to figure out if she was at her own house. I did not know why she was there. I was very confused for a minute. Yeah, it seemed like... So Lily is Serena's mom. And I guess Lily wanted her to be able to see all her friends. You Lily. would think Lily like is big on appearances. So it was surprising mm-hmm. that she was like fine with Serena like rolling in looking like that. But it's she no bother anyway. Serena like dips out within five minutes. And that like kind of pisses Blair off. Because Blair was warmer to her than she was in the book yeah so serena goes and leaves and she's visiting somebody they don't really say who it is until she's like there and it turns out that it's her brother eric but in the show eric is a little brother and he just tried to take his own life you don't really know why or what happened but he's in like a facility now and it's kind of hinted as the reason that she comes home but it seems like there's still more to that story It seems like it because then she's super protective of, like, not telling people while she's home. Yeah. Like, anybody finding out because she wants his privacy to be. Yeah, exactly. And it turns out, like, even leaving in the first place, like, in the show, she never even told Blair she was leaving for boarding school. I guess Blair, like, went over to do, like, coffee or something one morning. She was just gone. Yeah. And Serena's mom was like, oh, like, Serena's in Connecticut. 
which is just like insane. She's a bad friend Mm -hmm. on so many levels. Do you know why? Because she's jazz. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Jazz was a bad friend. Oh my gosh. But she spends the night with Eric at like that facility. Jenny gets like more introduced. She's doing the invite still for the kiss on the lips. Her calligraphy looks god awful. I'm (laughs) shocked. What I was expecting. (laughs) Anyone was happy with that. It was like very old English calligraphy, but like badly done. It was quite shocking. They're budgeting to not go to that. But her dad gets like more introduced as well. So apparently he was in like a famous band and the band is like still being mentioned in Rolling Stone. So they're like pretty rich and famous as well. It's pretty ridiculous that they try to act like they are some impoverished outsider. Did you notice that in the book, Blair has a younger brother who is sitting at the table, like reading, maybe yeah. on a Rolling Stone, but some kind of Mac. Does she have a brother on the show, or is no? Are they just she, make Eric like she's an only child on the show. I don't know why they made Eric like a younger brother. I think maybe to give Jenny more uh, a little love um, interest. Well, or like a best friend. They become BFFs. Oh, you're right. Because Eric is gay. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I misread the look that they had while shopping. Oh, yeah. I think it's a friendship look. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she doesn't know yet. So maybe she was like, yeah. oh, he's cute. He is cute. But yeah, so I think that's probably why they switched it a little. Or to just like add another character. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. the older brother really would have no business in this show. I like that they gave more of a in the book, we never know why she left, except presumably like the Nate thing, and she just like fled out of guilt. But I like in the show that there's like a concrete reason that she's like trying to hide for his like protection about why she's back. It adds oh, yeah. some tension that I. Yeah, it was like beyond was her just being kicked out. Yeah, and it made her seem like more of a real person. She yeah. is very likable in the show when you mm-hmm. ignore the fact that she is also extremely unlikable. It's a tough balance. but Yeah, she strikes it well. But they go shopping, her and Eric, and then they run into Jenny. Dan, like, disappears that whole time. Instead of just, like, saying hi to Serena, he's a freak about it and hides, yeah. Um, Behind a clothing rack, hides in quotes. Yeah. He's very visible. It's very weird. It is weird. And then, like, apparently he fully left. Because Jenny, like, comes home and is, like, (laughs) big disappearing act. Like, he just completely ditched Jenny at the store in Manhattan. I guess she was fine. She made it home. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Weird move. And then we flash again. It's, like, a lot of characters to keep up with. But when you're watching it, it doesn't sound – it doesn't feel weird. But as Mm -hmm. I'm trying to explain it to you guys now, it's, (laughs) like, all over the place. But we're back to Chuck, and Chuck doesn't get why – Nate doesn't want to sleep with Blair. And Nate- Chuck is also on a bus with Nate, which is the only time in the whole series that they ever Why were they um, are on not a in a limo. Bus? I because could not pilot, figure it out. Yeah, I was things. so confused by the fact that they were on a city bus. I've lived in the city for maybe seven years now, and I've been on the bus three times. Same. It is my least <laughs> ideal form of transportation. <laughs> They're all on it. And he... Also, somewhere in the pilot refers to his parents, plural, but later in the show, his mom is dead and he just has his dad. So, in the pilot, he rides public transportation and he has two parents. 
Yeah, and then that's never the case ever again. Yeah. Because Chuck becomes like, it's almost clear that he is like the richest one out of all of them. Yeah. His character changes a lot too, because you'll mm-hmm. know like, if you haven't watched the show or anything, and you've only seen like memes and things, everyone loves Blair and Chuck. Everyone loves Chuck and says he's the best. I think you have to have amnesia. Like at I that was second guessing myself. I yeah. Like, Didn't you still like him and Blair? What's happening? He is horrendous yeah. in this first episode. I do have fond memories of Chuck, but I think it's because you like get so much distance from that. He doesn't necessarily be, he's like an anti-hero. He's never really a great person, but there become so many episodes between that and like later. There's like eight seasons of the show. So you lose yeah. track of all the details and they all mm-hmm. do really horrible things all the time. But Chuck is pretty shitty. Nate is having like life issues where he just feels like his whole life is planned for him already. And he, like, doesn't say what he really wants. He still smokes a lot. His dad is, like, really controlling and crappy. Basically, the whole plan is, like, go to Dartmouth, marry Blair, have Blair's babies, run the company, have no say in your own life whatsoever. Which I did like suck. that. I liked that the dad gave him a reason to be so... Not a reason. He was, like, really shitty to Blair in the book. And it was a little bit confusing as to what his thoughts were when he decided that he liked her all of a sudden yeah but in the movie having the dad putting pressure on him or in the movie in the tv show the pressure from his dad made him make a lot more sense to me or like his yeah, motivation definitely. for everything he was doing i was like oh okay yeah because they have like that moment where they're gonna sleep together then he like kind of snaps and tells blair the truth and what happened and they're basically broken up so nate tells his dad like oh we're broken up and Nate's dad is like, oh, well, you can't do that. Like, you need to get back together with her because Eleanor Waldorf, her company is going to go pl- public and I want to be the one to, like, do that business deal. Whatever that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real thing. But <laughs> it sounded legit. Yeah. Your mouth when you said it. But Nate is like, Nate listens to him for whatever reason, I guess, to protect the family. That's the vibe of these people generally. Nate takes her to like sushi dinner and Blair like pretty immediately is like sounds good we're back together never speak to Serena again and we're good and Nate looks like visibly disgusted by how easily she took him back he is like turned off by it to the max I think he wanted to just be done with her there's I guess I haven't seen it but there's a deleted scene in this episode where Serena calls Nate and tells him to tell Blair that he'll never see Serena again. So in the deleted scene, that is like Serena's idea and his idea. They changed that. Yeah, because I mean, it matches more with the book. I guess in the book, he tells Blair, I'll never speak to her Mm -hmm. again. But it's just a whole mess. And while that's all happening, Chuck meets Serena and like sees her at a bar for drinks and then is his creepy self. And she like has to physically beat him off of her. Yeah. Like, I think she need him in the crotch and, like, mm-hmm. finally got away and bumps into Dan. And Dan picks up her cell phone, but she's, like, already ran off. But the next morning, he brings her cell phone back. Serena runs into him and is like, oh, my God, thank you. That's so nice. And then her mom comes up and asks about the kiss on the lips party. And instead of, like, saying – she didn't want to, like, say she wasn't invited because I guess she's also trying to keep up appearances. But she was like, yeah. oh, I'm actually going on a date with this guy. And like Dan, name here. Yeah. And Dan Humphrey is the date. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to a concert, which is Rufus's band's concert. So that's the plan. And he thinks it's kind of a joke. Lily leaves. And then she's like, see ya at eight. 
So she like intends to go to this concert with him. And then you flash to Brooklyn with Lily in Rufus's art gallery and they know each other. So she's like, why is your son taking my daughter to your concert? And I guess they used to like hook up and then she started like hooking up with more and more famous people and has like married a few billionaires at this point. Yeah, I wanted like a whole prequel episode of just like Lily's life. I was like, excuse me. Later on, there was like the intention of doing a spinoff show about young Lily because there's an episode or two where they had those like super vivid flashbacks of her. Do you remember that? Yeah, my memory. Nope. That's true. But so there were like a few episodes where they almost spent like the entirety of the episodes as like Lily flashbacks. And I think it's because the intention was to like have her own show, but I don't know Mm -hmm. that it ever happened. It would have been interesting because Mm -hmm. the love story of Lily and Rufus is pretty cute. That's like kind of where that lands. Blair's mom pops up and Blair is getting ready for the kiss on the lips party and her dress is smoking. The clothes in Gossip Girl, which is probably like another reason why I like it so much. That's heartbreaking to me. This was such a good dress. I don't. I'll have to look it up. When I so the books don't mention their clothes as much as like other like the click like mentioned clothes, very detail like every little piece of clothing they were wearing. And at the time that I was reading these books. I was writing what I now view as like some sort of Gossip Girl fan fiction set in my elementary school or my junior high. But I would spend more time instead of like working on the plot and like my character development. I was like on designer websites finding pictures of like outfits so that I could just <laughs> describe what everyone was wearing at every second. I love um, that so much. to say I didn't finish that book, but bring it back. I'll yeah. be the first reader. I'm sure the clothes are still great oh my gosh well that's what i liked about this book is that they described the clothes like just enough for it to actually still be timeless yeah instead of so they would be like she's wearing like a fendi dress and then it's like that's Mm -hmm. enough to know like fendi is still a huge designer but you didn't like describe some tacky ass dress that isn't cool anymore yes so i liked how they did it in the book but in the show they're like all wearing real designer and like that's Mm -hmm. a whole rabbit hole you can fall down is trying to buy the clothes from gossip girl it is like such a thing wow not that i'm doing that ever (laughs) (laughs) i know nothing about it um that's haley's first goal when the podcast (laughs) takes off is to purchase myself a gossip girl piece of clothing but the dress is like high neck it's this shiny purple material that's like a muted purple it's super low back and drop waist and she just looks like a smoke show she looks amazing keep going but her mom like walks in and immediately gives her shit about it and i was so pissed because she looked great and then she ends up changing her dress and like changing her hair and just looks like at the party she still looks good but it was just annoying to me the whole group go to the party minus serena serena and dan go to their date at the concert there's a very awkward conversation between Dan, Rufus, and Serena. I don't know why Dan decided to introduce her to his dad, but it was just very bizarre. She looked shocked. They're not even, like, into the date when Chuck takes Jenny away and tries to, like, sexually assault her. On the roof, which there's also a deleted scene, I guess, of him, like, a conversation between them where he convinces her to go to the roof because he says Blair's going to join them up there. So he, like, totally 
manipulates her into gross. So yeah. he like gets her up there and then she is like sending 911 texts to Dan and Serena oversees and is like, oh, if it's Chuck, like we've got to go. I'll help you because Serena just had that crappy experience with Chuck. So she mm-hmm. knew it was like serious. They go and rescue Jenny and it all works out. And then it's similar to the end of the book. Oh, yeah. It's like a punch in the face. Yeah. Dan completely socks Chuck in the face. And it's like, that's my little sister. It was good. I liked that he was like a little stronger in the show than in the book. In the book, he just kind of like grabs her and is still hyper focused on Serena. It seems like Um, they leave the party. They're holding hands. They all take a cab away with Jenny. And then you get the, you know, you love me gossip girl. And then it fades away. And that's Kristen the end of Bell. the pilot episode. Yes, the Kristen Bell. One of her best roles. Okay, so do you know who, now that everyone can picture this episode, I've got a what could have been casting secrets to tell you. Oh. Um, Jennifer Lawrence auditioned to be Serena. Oh. You could have had a J-Law Serena. Um, also, Rumor Willis auditioned Bruce Willis's daughter. She didn't know that's what she was auditioning for. Figured it out later. And then Lily Collins auditioned for Jenny Humphrey. <gasps> that would be great. I think. She could also be a Blair. Yeah. I think I think maybe she was too young at the time. I think oh, she's a maybe. little bit younger than them. I would say Emily in Paris is heavily influenced by Blair. Oh, yeah. The author, like, pretty immediately loved the show. She said that she, like, when she wrote the last few lines of the first book, she thought to herself, like, this is good. And then she watched the pilot and she had, like, the same experience where she was like, this is really good. And she says that she knew from that episode, she was like, this is going to be a success. Yeah, it um, was a CW classic. It launched in, launched, it came out in September 2007, which kind of blows my mind because we are, like, nearing a 20-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Well, in, like, four years, but... Can we rewatch it again then? I'll probably be on my like nine. I have forgotten everything. That's the fun thing about a bad memory. It's <laughs> going to be brand new. I'm going to well, be shocked. It'll be fresh. My only, my last movie fact, because I kind of sprinkled them in for you. So really most of them are all done. But um, I read that Ed Westwick, because he doesn't have an American accent in real life. I think he's English. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. He modeled. Yeah. His accent after Carlton and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That was how he like learned Weird. to speak with an American accent. It works out though. He does have a nice voice. I was kind of bummed when I heard his real life voice. I was like, wait a second. I have some random show thoughts from while I was watching. It turns out I walked past where Serena's living, that um like Palace Hotel or the lot New York Palace Hotel every day to get to class when I was in college. <gasps> Really? We always walked past there, yeah. So just a true gossip girl, New York Citying, in college. I, my freshman year dorm is the same. The exterior shot is the same shot as their NYU dorm later when they go to. <gasps> That's fun. Blair goes there, but the interior is way nicer than like what I experienced walking into the building. I was like, oh, so they only used obviously really the outside shit. for inspiration. Oh my yeah. gosh! Also, the music in Gossip Girl. Oh my god, it's so good. So good, the Rihanna. Uh, the um, what else did we have? We had oh my god, the song that's like in every show from this time that is blanking my blanking brain. Too, it opened the show, right? Are you? Yeah, that exactly. One? It's like yeah. do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, <there you> <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what uh, is that song? 
I'm Googling it for you. Thank it's, you. Uh-oh, I'm under two. Hang me up to dry. It is. I don't think that's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think the song you sang is also in there, but maybe... Was I Not at a different moment? Scene. I think my song is there somewhere. I did love though. the concert, though. No, you it was. Yes. It's actually a Lincoln Hawk song. <laughs> Do you think Lincoln Hawk is as good as the Stiff Dylans? Oh, no. There's no song as good as Ultraviolet. That's true. I don't even think we done. get any Lincoln Hawk songs. They might, oh. like, show Rufus playing sometimes, but... That is a lost opportunity. Yeah. But I think the casting is amazing. Really wonderful. I have no complaints on like anyone they picked. But I don't know if that's because I saw the show first. But I do think it really fits all the descriptions still. I was surprised that the author complained about Vanessa not looking like she described when she literally spent like so many pages writing about Jenny's boobs. And that's like not a thing at all in the show. And she wasn't like, you know what? This isn't like I described either. And Jenny's supposed to have curly brown hair, and she doesn't. She has long blonde, and then later, like, and then later. platinum blonde. <laughs> platinum. I also really liked the ability for Blair and Serena to, like, double talk their hatred for each other without, like, actually saying anything mean. I have, like, a mm-hmm. little snippet of the script if you oh. want me to read through. So Serena says, Blair, think we can meet? And then Blair is like, I'd love to, but I'm doing something with Nate tonight. Serena says, the palace, 8 o'clock. Nate will wait. <laughs> and then Gossip Girl <laughs> says, spotted at the steps of the Met, an S&B power struggle. Blair says, I can probably do a half hour. Gossip Girl says, did S think she could waltz home and things would just go back to the way they were? Serena says, thanks for making the time. And Blair says, well, you're my best friend. Oof. So many layers. I so know. Many Nothing mean, but like, boy. Ouch. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was harder to do in the book because the Gossip Girl stuff is like not quite so yeah. weird and like that. Exactly. I also thought like, yes, Chuck is awful. There's no mm-hmm. getting around that. But like his banter is pretty funny. Like he amused me. I liked his little like banter with um Serena when they were at the bar. I want to say, and I'm not going to spoil anything, I am only going to say that this episode makes it so obvious who Gossip Girl is on so many occasions. Okay, I made a note of that, but you told me I can't say who it is. But uh, they didn't even know at the time, so it's very bizarre. Really? The writers didn't? The writers didn't know who it was going to be until, like, right before. And that's why it it doesn't make any sense. Maybe they went back and watched the first episode and went, oh, you know what? A lot of signs are pointing (laughs) to this person. I know, because it flashes to them. Like, immediately. <laughs> they're in certain places where they really shouldn't be unless they're, like, doing some yeah digging. I'm suspicious. It's really bizarre. I was going to ask if you had any favorite Gossip Girl characters who aren't introduced yet. Oh, you know I don't remember anybody. Hilary Duff. That's all I remember. <laughs> my brain. I looked at the promo oh on God. HBO, and there was a, a girl in the promo who was clearly, like, a main person. And I was like, who the hell is that? It's Georgina. So, no, it was a blonde person. A blonde I, person. I remember Georgina Sparks. Yeah, She's Georgina. Reboot, so I got a fresh reminder. Oh, that's true. She's my favorite who's not, who doesn't come around for a while. Yeah, the reboot is a whole different thing. The reboot is just mostly confusing. It's not the mostly same. Mostly doesn't make sense. I don't want any part of it. They took out everything that was fun. They just, it's the kind of show where I, I like to watch things in the background. And sort of half pay attention. And I couldn't do that with that show because things were just so confusing and not tracking. And I was like, I feel like I need to sit down and take notes. Like, what is going on? So, yeah, it's too complicated. They make like 
all the characters like care about the world and like that's just not the point of gossip girl like i get times have changed i don't know there has to be a balance i don't think everything needs to be rebooted i think this is like belongs in the time that we read it because this was like 2002 this was what was happening this is what we were reading i think the only way that it like could have been fun is if it was like their children and they were still in it kind of like that like a show i I haven't like that i haven't seen that 90s show but i would like just want these old characters still part of it or like a sex in the city and just like that where we're just fast forwarding a bunch of years and it's all of them oh yeah exactly if i'm not mistaken the finale has them all oh yeah fast forwarded but they do, but they all look exactly the same. Yeah, there's marriages, there's babies, what? divorces. I know. There's babies with, like, the main people? Yes. You're going to have to tell me as you're watching what's happening because okay, I don't I'll remember any babies. It. Who's pregnant? Oh, my don't gosh. I won't tell you. You'll be rewatching. You said you will not be rereading. I'm assuming I know your answer to movie or TV show. I mean, <laughs> book or TV show. Oh, yeah. really messing me up. Um, I have nothing against the books. I think they're fun and fine, but the show is so phenomenal. I am just a huge fan. Yeah, I also picked the show. I thought the, not that I have something against the book, but the whole first half is just like rumors about Serena. I was like, I get it. Like, you all think. <laughs> I, I, it just was like a lot of the same. This one I kind of sped through. Get More than normal. Maybe. What are you reading now? I am going In to place read of number two. a Riley recommendation. I just got it from the library. Actually, Colton picked it? it up for me because I couldn't go. The library didn't want to give him my books. Isn't that crazy? Wow. They, were, they were like, these don't belong to you. And he was like, Wait, they were like, <laughs> he's like, they were my wife's. Like, can I still take them? They were so not strict about you returning like a book that was ruined by your cat, right? And yeah. Then- this though they put their feet down exactly it was so ridiculous so i had to like rush send him a photo of my library card and my <laughs> pin number but i'm reading dear medusa by <gasps> olivia a cole Ooh, yes that made me cry at a starbucks oh i guess i won't bring it to a starbucks interesting i'm excited i am like just starting it but the cover is gorgeous yeah it's like pink and she's got medusa snakes and it's all told and written in verse Oh, nice. It should be. I've read that author before, and I don't think, as far as I know, she hasn't done that before. And it's, I think, my favorite of anything she's written. Well, I'm excited. My book is not anywhere near me. I was going to show you the cover because I love it, but I'll have to text it to you later. Um, I am finishing and then about to start again from the beginning because I liked it enough that I want to highlight some stuff. I've been reading um surfacing by margaret atwood who wrote the handmaid's tale it's like the second thing she wrote in 1972 and i got it at a library sale and the back didn't have any description except to be like it's the best book ever written by a female and i was like okay and it was like even better than the bell jar and i was like whoa whoa it, um, is that true so far? I would say they're pretty evenly matched because there's a lot of similarities. It's like a similar time period about a woman who's she's trying to be a strong feminist person with like sexual autonomy in the 60s and 70s, which is just like not. Yeah. She's being beaten down by the patriarchy, basically, and um, keeping secrets from herself to like mentally get through that. And stuff is starting to like bubble up. And I'm not describing it super well. It's because there's no summary on the back of the book for me to lean on. <laughs> like, I can't rely on anything but my own thoughts. You described mine for me, so 
I also couldn't describe mine, so that's fine. All I said was it's told in verse. I didn't tell anybody anything about it. I don't know anything about it yet either. <laughs> do the research yourself, you guys. God, yeah. we can't do everything. What are we Thank reading you. next week? We are reading It's Kind of a Funny Story. I, you have the author's name in front of you, I think. I do. It is Ned Vizzini. And we are going back to movies. This one's um, a movie, not a TV show. It is one of my all-time favorite books, so I'm excited, so excited. to see if that stays true. I read, reread it pretty recently, and I still really loved it. But when Maybe I we'll finally have a yeah, right, like a the book was better. I think we this might, might be the on moment. this one. Well. If you guys want to read with us, we'll be posting on Instagram. I'm gonna let Riley tell you our Instagram this time. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Our Instagram is at movies better, yeah, right. And that is spelled M O V I E S B E T T E R Y A W R I T E. Beautifully done. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.